0: Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. In this video, we're going to be talking about the Solstice of Heroes info. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or any other podcast platforms, you can always find this podcast by looking up SNTR Presents, or you can go to SNTRPresents.com. That will take you to my Patreon and you can support me directly there. If you'd rather watch live, go to SayNoToRage.com. You can click the subscribe and bell button, or click join to become a paying member of my YouTube that supports me directly. So, Souls of Heroes info, I want to read through everything they said because there's a lot of things in here. Now, I'm not going to go through everything that people unearthed from... The APIs like Light.gg. There is a lot that we're going to have to do for these armor sets, and they only enumerated what we would have to do for sort of the final set, the magnificent set. So I'm gonna try. I'm not gonna go into the specifics of everything we have to do, but it does sound pretty tedious. So I'm gonna include that in my in my dialogue here, but I'm not gonna give you a rundown of every single thing you're going to have to do. Uh, I'm also gonna talk about the armor and the Eververse uh, with respect to you know all the different things you can get and all the different items uh, that they have so first and foremost let me just read to you here it says we have a new approach to Solstice of Heroes armor that we think is going to give you far more flexibility similar to previous years you will start with a rare set upgrade to majestic uh, then it's legendary once it's legendary you start for the final set to be magnificent and here's what the objectives require so this right here according to them is your the objectives for magnificent so this is after you've gone from rare to legendary uh, and then Legendary to Magnificent is what this is. It's It's complete a Nightfall ordeal on Master difficulty, complete a Nightmare Hunt, complete Pit of Heresy, win seven trials matches not in a single passage, and complete a Tier 5 Altar of Sorrows three times. So that doesn't sound too bad, but then if you start looking at the stuff that was datamined from Light.gg, you're going to be like, now nah, hang on a minute, there's going to be like 10 games of Gambit per character and all this other stuff. It sounds really... Uh, really, really tedious, and it, you know, it, it has me—it has me slightly, uh, slightly concerned uh, with respect to how it's all going to play out. Then they said, completing these objectives will unlock a white glow for your armor, uh, and you need to upgrade your armor to ma- uh, to majestic during Souls of Heroes. But you can continue to complete these objectives after the event ends. So there's the white glow right there on the screen. Uh, that's without anything you know, going on. Then, uh, you can unlock the option to purchase universal ornament set, uh, for silver or bright dust. And the ornament will change its glow according to your elemental subclass. Unlike last year, you will not need to purchase individual color glows. Each class will be able to display three different elemental glows that will match whatever subclass is equipped at the time. Um, and since they're universal, you'll be able to apply them to any armor 2.0 piece instead of only being able to apply them to the solstice armor like before. So these are really, really good changes. Uh, you know, the, the the change to say, hey, if you wanna, if you want to make it, you know any color you can put on any armor set that was a great change and then also i'm going to put on screen right now that is what it's going to look like for stasis it's a darker blue it's a deeper blue that's almost wave like water ripply like uh and the other glows are more solid and more of like a sky blue teal for arc so there is a difference between those blues uh between the two so that's what stasis is going to look like they put that on the website um, and then when we talk about the Eververse, the Eververse will be you know got all the shiny things available, uh, and then it'll be available for both both silver and bright dust. So the items you see here: two sparrows, a ship, some ghosts, some emotes. The only thing you can't get with bright dust—it's it's silver only—is a finisher called Iron Severance. I think that's totally uh totally fine so that's essentially a flyover of everything they said and everything they're doing uh and then it ends on i think september the 8th you basically are going to have like three weeks to do it all now i'm excited about the eaz coming back i think it's a great little content loop for a, for an event obviously it's not a content loop you'd want to do for like an entire season but it gets the job done for an event i think it actually is, a, is an enjoyable environment you got like You know, all these different places to go and verticality and you find all the chests like it gets the job done. It's a nice little area, especially considering it only shows up once uh, once a year. So I'm glad that they know they're kind of sticking to that format. I'm a little disappointed, though, reading the requirements. Uh, just to get the legendary set—that's uh, that's that's a little bit concerning because it sounds pretty tedious. So let's talk about the armor. The final steps actually sound reasonable. I, I don't think the final steps are that unreasonable. You know, a Master Night uh, Nightfall. You know, a Nightmare Hunt. Four Altars of Sorrow is a little bit of a bummer. I don't, I'm not a big fan of Altar of Sorrows. It's kind of a meat grinder, but it's not too bad. It's just the opening and the middle steps that sound really really tedious. I get the incentive. I get that the idea of like making us go into all of the game to get this stuff. It's supposed to be sort of a celebration of the entire game. But what I don't like is when it's a, it's a disproportionate amount. I only have to run one nightmare hunt, but from the looks of it, I'm going to have to run 10 gambit matches per character. That seems like a bit much. That seems like a tall order. That's a lot of gambit across three characters. You know, thirty total matches. Unless somebody did the math wrong when they, you know, when they looked at all the details. So, I really want Bungie to reconsider—not this event in particular, but events going forward. We're going to have us be, you know, doing different things. Do we really need to make it super tedious? Do we need to make us go through so many different areas? You know, one or two gambit matches, fine. Ten seems absurd. You know, and I know people are probably going to zero in on the seven trials wins. Oh, come on, that's unbelievable. How am I going to get seven trials wins? Well, I mean, obviously, in concept, when this was drawn up, maybe trials wasn't going to be in the shape that it's in now with low card farming and all the problems that they've been having, but. I actually think that one's not too bad for the very, very final set. You know, you you can chisel away at it, get two or three wins on a weekend or a day, come back the next day and try again. Uh, The best time to try is probably uh, 20 minutes after reset on Friday. All the good teams are on their way to the lighthouse, so I would try 20 minutes after reset on a Friday. 20 to 30 minutes most of those guys are going to be heading to the lighthouse and you'll be behind them on the card to kind of try to avoid them i love the look of the armor i think this is some of the best looking armor they've done for solstice i think this is cooler than the last time and the glows i think are very very nice i like that they went the route of universal ornaments and not needing to buy all these different individual pieces uh, but the checklist to get the armor to this point just sounds, you know, in in general, it sounds pretty awful. Now, I know people like to zero in on the Eververse whenever these events roll around and they really try to pick it apart and be, you know, critical. I actually think Bungie has found a really, really nice sweet spot with the Eververse. They make sure you know everything is bright dust available except for one item, a finisher, and I think that's fair. I think that's fine. Finishers were literally added to the game recently, and... They added a new flourish so that they could, you know, monetize it. I think that's totally fine. It's not gameplay changing. It's just you do a backflip instead of a sidekick or something. And I think Having that be silver only uh, is is acceptable. They always nail the look of the items. I think that the Eververse items are always stellar. Obviously, you're going to feel a little bit of a tension between do I want to buy a Sparrow or do I want to buy the armor set? I, you can't buy everything unless you've really been saving your Bright Dust. Which brings me to a question, uh, which they did not address in here, and I'm pretty sure it's not addressed in the Solstice of Heroes page either. I don't see any mention of getting uh, extra bounties for Bright Dust. Usually what they have been doing anytime there is an event, the new, you know, that the whoever's in charge of the event is giving you bounties that give you an increased Bright Dust earn rate. That, unfortunately, is not mentioned here. So I'm not sure if they have any plan to do that. I do think in, in the realm of the Eververse debate, that was one thing that always kind of gave Bungie, I think, a get out of jail free card if you were going to criticize them and say that it was scummy or cash grabby or whatever it was like listen they're giving you extra bright dust during the event to kind of try to kick things up a notch so you can go and buy those things a lot of the times I didn't like the items that were in you know in particular in the eververse and I would just take the extra bright dust and save it up because there were items you know always rotating that I liked to check out so I do think that's a question that we want to see answered, but the pivot away from individual uh, glow buying, moving it to a universal ornament so I can make my character look like this anytime I want, I think is a stellar change. I think that's the right way to treat cosmetic rewards in Destiny. When they made that pivot to the ornamental system on armor that empowered them to say, look, if you get it, you got it all the time. That was, I think, the right the right change to make to really respect the player grind. Those What happened last year with Solstice was a bit of a disaster people invested the time and the currency and thought oh this is going to be armor 2.0 it's going to be a big advantage when the new content comes out and then ended up not being good armor and ended up feeling like a bit of a sucker punch you combine that with the stats you know stat trackers getting reset um in in season of dawn and they don't have a great track record right now with sucker punching people so hopefully uh the move to being universal ornament will show people what they're truly grinding for you're grinding for a cosmetic that you can take with you you know basically for forever and i think that is that's the right way uh to treat these events i like the eaz i like that grinds um, and I, you know, I don't mind being told, go get, you know, a master nightfall, go get some trials wins. I just really don't like the idea of a checklist. that's going to be so dense, especially when it includes 10 games of Gambit per character. You know, if it was a wide, no big deal. 10 games of Gambit. Okay. I can stomach that. It's roughly three per person per character but 10 per character seems a bit much hopefully maybe some of that information has either been wrong or miscalculated and it's not quite as extreme uh, and we can just enjoy the event so i'll obviously review the event once we're in there and get all the details we'll do that next week if you're listening to this on itunes maybe you found this podcast on spotify or google play you can look up sntr presents anyway uh and you can always come in live say and watch live on youtube as always if you're uh, watching or listening in any of the other locations please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about the Solstice of Heroes info. Uh, If you're listening to this on any of the podcast platforms that are out there, iTunes, maybe Google Play or Spotify, uh, you can always just look up SNTR Presents. You can also go to SNTRPresents.com to support this podcast directly on Patreon, or you can come to the YouTube channel by going to to SayNoToRage.com and that enables you to click the Join button or subscribe to the channel. And that's a great way uh, to support what we do and watch live every single day. <clears throat> so we're going to start with ADJC for the first question. For players who are not able to do the higher light level activities, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. For the Majestic set, should there be alternatives to obtain them? We were, ju- I mean, we just had somebody in chat before we started this Q and A, basically say they feel like you know, Bungie's out of touch with their community because they're requiring trials, right? And I think one of the things that I I resonate with both sides of this argument, okay, I do, I resonate with both sides. On one hand, it's like, this is meant to be the all-encompassing, go do everything, celebrate all that there is to do in Destiny, right? I don't like the fact that I had to play 10 games of Gambit per character. You know what I mean? Um, I, I don't like that. And in in the event that, you know, they do stuff like this in the future, I think that's always going to be something that I just kind of have to accept, is that if if I am going to go after this, this solstice of heroes armor in this sense of like, wow, this is kind of the, the end of the year and, you know, it, it, getting this awesome armor set... What's going to come with that are you know requirements that make me go into pieces sides of the game that I don't I don't really necessarily want to uh, to go into. Now, when I, when I sort of pushed back on this in chat when we were in between the talk and the QA, I said, look, it's not I, I, I expect to have to go into gambit or a nightfall or something, but 10 gambit matches seems really high. And I'm sure for people who either don't really do trials or they don't really get down with trials, I I actually understand and empathize with them being like, dude, seven wins. That's going to take forever. Like every weekend we're going to, I'm going to have to try and and, and hammer away at this, you know, and you do, you have four weeks. I thought it was three weeks. You have four weeks to complete this. So, you know, seven wins, you get a couple wins each weekend, but the problem is, you know, you want to do it on all three characters so it's like I empathize with both sides of the argument there's the side that says listen this is meant to be the end of year celebration it's meant to be something that we do you know and we go into all sides of the game but then I sympathize with people on the other side of the argument they're like yeah that's all great and fine and dandy but like I don't play trials I don't have a team for trials you know you're you're literally putting something in front of me that I don't do regularly I don't have a team for it's not even match made um This is when I think Bungie gets a lot of traction out of do this or this. As you're saying, alternatives. Get seven trials wins or get, I I don't know, 10 competitive wins or something. So then you could at least go solo queue in survival and, and slowly rack up some wins and feel like maybe you're a little bit more in control of your experience. Um... As a ten-year uh, celebration, year one had it best when we went back and we replayed story missions, but with modifiers, having to wear weaker gear. That was close. I, I don't know. I'm, I wasn't too big on on the missions being really painful, and it's kind of like my criticism of Grandmaster Nightfall. Like I don't think a lot of those story missions were built for that. The enemies were some of the ins- some of the missions were, were really really frustrating and not fun because <laughs> uh, suddenly everything is really really strong. Um, But I do think the spirit of it was right, right? You know, the spirit spirit of it I think was was correct. It was like this idea that, you know, we're gonna go back and revisit the story and really celebrate it. I would think the best feedback we can provide going forward for Bungie is when you do an event like this, you gotta make sure you don't require non-matchmade activities because then it's really hard for the entire community to celebrate the events you're putting a barrier between the event and the armor. And listen, as a business, you're putting a barrier between people and the armor and potentially buying the ornament, right? If you're trying to make money, if you're trying to make money on this event, I mean, you're you're making it hard for people to buy that ornament if they're like, dude, I don't have a team for trials or, you know, I don't have a team to run a... But, now, the raids I don't think are included, but if they were... Um, I would, I would say that that would, that would be our best, our best piece of feedback, you know, because it's, if, if any, anytime you're any, anytime you're, you're, you're going to, you're going to require people to do stuff, um, you know, and a, hey, don't do spoilers like that, Necro, cause I, that, that, I, that just leads to other stuff and nobody knew what you were typing. I did it. Don't do that. Um, because nobody knows what the, it's not like you, you didn't say this is a spoiler for such and such movie it was literally just a black box um, and I know it's an old movie but still that's just kind of I don't know that's kind of obnoxious um, imagine making people go into survival though that'd be weird I just think alternatives would make sense you know I just think alternatives would make sense uh, if you have to win seven trials matches it better be account wide I don't think any of this is account wide So I think ADJC is really getting to the heart of the matter that it's okay to say we are going to be requiring you to do all these things across the game, but we're going to be giving you alternatives. You know, the glow challenges are a count. Now, are the glow challenges the seven trials wins? What's the glow challenges? Because isn't the Magnificent... The Magnificent is the glow, right? So you only have to do the seven trials wins on just one time. Trials and pit. So that stuff's all account-wide. Okay, well, that's at least somewhat comforting to be like, you don't have to get 21 trials wins, just seven. I think that is a little bit comforting. Um, That'll help, I think, significantly. I mean, over a period of four weeks, you know, seven trials wins... All you gotta do is get, you know, one or two wins a weekend and you'll have eight by the end of the event. Um, I wish gamut was account-wide. <laughs> even still, even still, I still think the principle and what we outlined as frustrations from the community I think are valid uh, criticisms and pushback to say you guys should really consider giving us options whenever this sort of thing is going on so that we don't feel like we have to go into not just a side of the game we're not interested in but a side of the game where there's no matchmaking so if you're a solo player or you don't have a team you know i i would say i would say that if 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 you're going to do it that way then you've got to consider the the player base as a whole if you're going to require us to go into sides of the game that we're not traditionally accustomed to going into, consider how much of that is non-match made, and maybe make adjustments accordingly, so that if you're a solo player you have an option, you know for the other steps they should give you a discount on your other characters I have always thought stuff like this is better when it's account wide, but I know Bungie likes to try to squeeze, you know, as much as they can out of stuff, so it makes sense to not do it that way Uh, Jay Negrin says, Should the PvP activity be made optional? I personally don't enjoy Trials, and I feel like it's punishing me for not wanting to play severely broken game mode. Should there be an alternative? I mean, if there's only one question ahead of you, you gotta do some due diligence and read here. Like, literally... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I understand when there's like a 20 question backlog, but man, if there's only one question in the queue, you know, you need take a second to read it. It's the same question we just asked. <laughs> um, so, uh, no big deal, but you only get to ask one question. Don't waste it. <laughs> you know, if you got a follow up or another one, Jay, put it in discord right now and I'll try and read it. Um, so, you know, we just, we just, we literally just talked about this uh in 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 most cases i think the real criticism is going to land on trials because of the lack of uh of matchmaking more than anything um i obviously singled out gambit cuz i'm like dude gambit really and i didn't single out gambit as like i never want to step foot in there i shouldn't have to go play that blah 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 i was essentially saying 10 uh, matches per character is absurd i you know 3 seems more reasonable um no forges, no menagerie, nothing. Just straight to trials. Didn't even notice. I just copied and pasted my question. Uh, didn't make it uh, the right one last night. No, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, it's more. It's more. It's more for you. Uh, it's more for you than anything. Like you only get to submit one question. So I need that venom shirt. Yeah, this is a good one. I like it. He's he looks really cool down too on the bottom of it. Like he's kind of he's kind of like down across the bottom, but I love the way they spelled his name. When you're up close to it, you can barely tell what it says. So, Techno with the next question. Do you think there is any benefit to having the armor challenges be different between classes, and should anything be done with previous year's Solstice sets? I would convert the old Solstice sets to ornaments for people that did all the work and spent all the money. I think that's a fair request to make. As far as doing different challenges between the different classes, um... Sometimes I worry that that can be that can be, you know if you have a hunter and only a hunter and somebody else only has a Titan, sometimes you might argue that one challenge is easier than another. Uh, we ran into this in Guardian games for whatever reason. The hunters the hunters bounties were all harder and longer. It didn't make any sense. Um, they literally had to get more kills uh, than the other characters. So I, I I think generally when they do stuff like this, it's better to not go down that road because Bungie's kind of proven they're not too good at splitting things up. Hey, if you're a hunter, hey, if you're this, you know, you know, uh do do this, do that, blah blah blah. I, I would I would say uh I would say if you're going to if if you're gonna give those challenges out. Because when they did that in Guardian Games, it just it kind of it kind of it was like you know, if you were a hundred, you felt like why am I being asked to do more? If you were a Titan, you were like, "Oh, this is great. I'll just run, you know, skull is skull fort." And so I think it's always best just to have it be even across all classes cuz Guardian Games, I think was the was one of the best examples of when they they try uh, they try to do they try to do something different between the classes and it just doesn't work very well, so... Solo players are not wanted. I mean, look, I'm trying to take up for solo players. I feel for you. Like, if you've played Destiny faithfully all year, and then you see the requirements asking you to go into content that has no matchmaking, I think it's valid for you to speak up and say, now hang on a minute, Bungie. Isn't this event supposed to be for everybody? You've made it for everybody if... There's like a big if, you know, on there. And listen, if Bungie wants to sell the ornaments, they're not doing a good job of it. Because look at the engagement in Trials. Like you're really, really whittling down your potential purchasing, you know, audience. Do you want to sell a bunch of ornaments or do you only want a handful of people, you know, in the community? It, it, it zoom out here, right? A small percentage of people regularly are playing Trials. So, I, I do. I feel for the people that are that are solo. And, you know, you can say Destiny's not a solo game. I, I, I know it's not a solo game. But... There's a difference between saying, can you make Raids or Grandmaster Nightfalls or Trials have matchmaking, okay? You're asking for something that the endgame content identity doesn't line up with. There's a difference between that and saying, hey, this free event for everyone called Solstice of Heroes is really leaving solos out in the cold. I think those are two different requests. One is requesting endgame content to change its very nature and become more accessible, which Grandmaster Nightfalls, trials and raids are just not meant to be that way. That's not the same as somebody saying, "Man, I'm a solo player, and Solstice just doesn't seem like you guys built it for everybody." You know, and that's where I think the real rub is. I think events are supposed to be for everyone. See, you know, uh, Festival of the Lost, the Dawning, you know the souls of heroes, moments of triumph these are supposed to be for everyone and think about it like this think about it from this perspective for just a second when you do moments of triumph there are, there are triumphs you can skip and still get the t-shirt and the emblem if you want the title, you gotta do everything. Do you see how they stagger it? So they could have done something similar here. Like, oh yeah, you don't have to do trials. You can do these other things. But if you do trials, maybe they could have done something with that. Like, I don't know, like giving them something extra, giving them a title. I think maybe maybe they could have done that. Um, you can even skip titles, for, uh, triumphs for the title too. Oh, I mean, yeah, I, I would I would say that's uh, that's another indication. It's another indication that Solstice should have considered similar structure, that you don't have to do literally everything. Darksider with the next question. With the delay of Beyond Light, Moments of Triumph got extended. Why do you think Solstice didn't get the same treatment? I would say it's because events are generally treated different than something like Moments of Triumph. Moments of Triumph is more of a a checklist of stuff to do solstice of heroes kind of takes over the tower the same way season uh the same way um the dawning or vessel the lost it takes over the tower and for whatever reason i think they they don't want it to go longer than that now they haven't said anything about this but we could maybe theorize they don't want those extra bounties with the bright dust in the game longer than a month because that would give you a disproportionate amount of extra Bright Dust for that entire time. They haven't said if there's going to be extra bounties for Bright Dust, but basically every single event they've done that's like this has the extra Bright Dust. They did it for Guardian Games, Fessel of the Lost, Dawnin- Dawning, etc., et so more than likely it might be driven by that. They're like, "No, no, 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 no. We can do a 4-week event. They get all this extra stuff, extra bounties, extra bright dust, it takes over the tower, all this, you know, aesthetic stuff's going on. But then you got to get it out of the game. It's different than like a checklist, you know, a triumph seal that just gets added to the menu. I think that they're they're fundamentally different. I think your question is completely and utterly valid, but I also think there's probably valid reasons as to why they're like, "Nah, we're 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 not doing it that way. You know, we're not going to extend" an event you know I I think they would probably take the same attitude with the dawning or festival of the lost they would never extend those events because again they do put an extra injection of uh of of bright dust in the game and I think that probably is one of the reasons why Also, in general, I don't know that they like having the tower hijacked for longer than about a month. You know, most of the events last about that long. You got the big statues and all the banners and all the flags and stuff in the tower. That can start to interfere with things like, you know, Iron Banner and other stuff they want to do. P.N. Raynard, following on from the New Light discussion, is it fair that at least two of the objectives for Magnificent are behind the Shadowkeep paywall, Pit and the Nightmare Hunt? So this is a di- this is a question of a, of, a, of a different form, and I actually don't my, I don't care about this because my concern for people that aren't buying anything has just is just going to go down every every month and every year. Uh, it's 2020; the game's been out. We're going into our th- this will be our what are we ending our fifth year, and so Beyond Light will be the beginning of the sixth year of the franchise since the game launched in 2014. And if you're spending 0 dollars like you you haven't bought Shadow Keep, which is the expansion for this year, I don't really care if you can't take part in the celebration that's supposed to celebrate this year. Like this is year 3 celebration. Shadow Keep was the expansion to kick off year 3. I think it's totally sensible to say the highest level the highest level of reward of of Solstice requires you to own shadow keep um, and I don't want to be mean but it's like when you're literally spending no money I don't think you have a whole lot of traction for criticism well that's not fair I can't get the glows I don't own Shadowkeep. keep well okay but solstice is meant to be the capstone for year three and the entrance point to year three was shadow keep um, so Isn't this the start of the 7th year? Well no, because in 2014 they launched. So when 2014 ended, that was year 1. Okay, so 2015 begins year 2. 16 is year 3. 17, 18, 19, 20. Okay, so, oh you're right. I miscounted it. We're ending our 6th year. Gee, many Christmas time flies. Yeah, frags is correct. We're about to go into our 7th year we're ending our 6th year of the franchise. Sorry. I did the math wrong. The delay always messes with me. I always think cuz they delayed it from 2013 to 2014, I need to subtract a year. That's crazy. That's a long time. So, because because the game's been out that long, I mean, it's just so so hard to say. Well, I'm playing right now and as this year 4, year 4 for Destiny 2, year 7 ends. Yeah, you know, I I uh I don't I don't I don't want to have to buy anything. I think I think that's a, that's a, that's a little uh, out of step. Um you know there, there there were people concerned uh there were people that were concerned this morning about, you know, or the other day, you know, about pay to win and all that. Oh, what about the free to play players? What about the free to play players? You know what I'm saying? Um Yeah, maybe we could do that, Wheezy. It's real quick. We could do that. We could do some sparrow stuff. Um I mean, if you guys want to do it while I'm doing Q and A, I don't have to do anything. I can just sit there and accept the the free chances. Um, you know, I, I think I think that each year past this year, the free to play players just are going to more and more not be able to make a whole lot of criticism. It's like, dude, buy the game, buy the stuff. Like, you know, what, what do you what do you think is owed to you? How do you, it, it, it seems again, again, it just seems kind of backwards to consistently approach a game and be like, I haven't spent any money and I deserve to be treated in a certain way. And it's like, what are you talking about? You haven't bought any, you haven't purchased anything. And because of that, you know, you're going to naturally miss out on some stuff. I don't think that that's a problem necro says first off i love the armor this time it has a lot less ropes question uh you think the remix campaign mission should come back i like the eaz but uh the missions were short and sweet we kind of already had this question i agree with you by the way i think that the i think that the armor looks um looks absolutely stellar i think the armor looks absolutely stellar um and the glows especially I really really like the uh the glow for stasis I think it looks really really nice um so if if I'm looking at the EAZ as a content loop and then I'm looking at the campaign missions as like a content loop that was sort of like a linear go 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 and then you know the missions were harder I'm gonna argue for my preference here my preference is EAZ every time um and the main reason I'm arguing, I'm going to argue for my preference, is just because I don't like content that where they just kind of like turn up the the delta. Now, obviously, you guys are going to be like, "Well, Lono, haven't you been in here asking for?" Um, you might have to alt tab and and make sure you're signed in, oh, Wheezy. It does not letting me join you. Um, you know if. If, like, I know I've been asking for Delta. I know I've been asking for Delta in, in in end game content. Raids, hard mode for a raid, hard mode for a dungeon, okay? I know I've been asking for that. I think that is, that's worlds different than slapping Delta on like story missions and then I gotta run that for Solstice. I just didn't enjoy it. I, I felt like it was kind of painful and kind of irritating. Um... You know, if anybody wants to join us for the the Sparrow runs, we're going to do three Sparrow runs really quickly, see if we can't get the, the mods or the Sparrow from the uh, the Scourge uh, Sparrow checkpoint. Um, So, I'm a simple, you know, I'm a man of simple tastes. You know, I like small, loopable content. I just do. I, I do. I like, I just run it, drops. Run it, drops. Like, I, I am. I'm a man of simple tastes. And so, I don't like getting into all that complex stuff. Now, obviously when I argue for like hard mode raids, hard mode dungeon, I'm asking for more depth in the end game, but that's very, very different than asking for content loop on an event to be painful or hard. Um, Content loops for events, I think should be pretty, pretty, pretty simplistic uh, and straightforward and to the point. Um, And and the reason, and and I have reasons for that. I just, it's supposed to be, you know kind of lighthearted and and it, and it is lighthearted but at the same time it's not lighthearted because you got to get seven trials wins you got to play 10 gambit matches like there's a lot of things that's requiring you to do i don't want in addition to all of that tedious checklist to also have to go play missions with a delta where everything's really really strong so i can understand i can understand that there are people that prefer the other you know those old missions with like the the delta modifier uh, turned on I can't I can understand people that like that um, but at the same time I am just not I am not a fan uh, I'm not a fan of it we, I think we have a it's called jo- I think the command is join code um, so next question from Bradley Last year, Bungie assured players that the Solstice sets would be reissued for Armor 2.0. What we got was low stat roll trash armor. Should players be allowed to use ornaments they earned or bought? Yeah, I think a little bit ago, I basically said that it to me, it would make sense to let players um, to let players use those sets as ornaments, right? If you've if you have done if, uh, if you have done the solstice stuff last year, and you have the solstice sets. I feel like they should just convert those into universal ornaments. You know what I mean? Yo, it's good, Mystic Knight. Thank you for being here. You know, I I think that's fair. And uh, Ski Stream, I saw you come in and say hi as well. Thanks for being here. I think that's fair. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna die on that hill. But especially after kind of what what happened last year, it was a bit of a it felt like a bit of a flub. It felt like a bit of a flub. People, I think, were justifiably angry. And there were, there were, there were elements to, you know, to last year that, that they fixed this year. Uh, the, 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 no, the, number one thing I liked that they changed is that I, I don't have to buy each individual glow. That, that was a, was an enormous mistake last year. You know, that was not the way that it should have been structured. And this year being able to buy one ornamental set and basically it works for every single, you know, subclass and glow, I think that's the right way to do it. Now, as far as the, you know, is it account-wide, you know, the glows are account-wide, but the is not account-wide, like, that gets a little dicey, because I think that the account-wide thing should be used more often for more content. Um, I've talked about how your milestone should be account-wide, uh, because yeah and so and so should bounties if you have one character you should be able to do that you know the same number of weeklies as me when i have three characters and then obviously if you have three characters and you just feel like rocking on your hunter you know you have the freedom to do that if bounties were account wide if milestones were account wide you know you you don't you you hamstring people because they don't have multiple characters i feel like that just gets it's a little it's a I don't feel like there's like this net benefit from limiting both milestones and bounties. I also don't think there's a benefit being like, welcome to Solstice of Heroes, welcome to whatever event, and being like, you have to do everything three times. Um, it's kind of like the old, the age-old argument about the, uh, it's the age-old argument about campaigns. You know, making me do the campaign three times is is also, I think, just completely unnecessary and i always said you could make the campaign longer if you didn't require people to do you know what i mean i just got fallen armaments i got fallen armaments uh finally i didn't have it yet so that's catering to the casual no see i this is i think people overuse catering to the casual i really do i think people overuse oh that's catering to the casual I, I don't agree with that. I think you can have one character and be a hardcore player. In your heart of hearts, you're a hardcore player. You're here every day, every week playing the game, you're doing your things, you're checking your boxes, you do the events, you love the events. I think we use that. I think we use that term way, way too, too often, way too often. You can have casuals that only have one characters. You can have casuals that just prefer to play all week on their hunter. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You can have hardcore players that only have one character or prefer just to play on their hunter all week. I think we we overstate the, that's casualification that's catering to the casual. I think that gets overstated very, very often. So, I don't have a problem with them doing more account-wide changes because, look, they already did it with Bright Dust. You know what I mean? They already did it with Bright Dust. They're trying to make the Bright Dust earn rate more fair um, between them, you know? Next question from Rauris. So being someone who has played a lot of D1, I think you meant to say, not so much D2, and knowing what they did with this type of event, I've never played this event, what does Bungie do for the new players? It doesn't necessarily feel like it's designed around new players. You know what I mean? It it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't seem like they design this for new players. Um I mainly only play on my Titan, and I'm not a casual, says Doge. I only have one character, I'm practically hardcore. Yeah, I don't think you can say someone with one character is automatically um casual or someone who wants there to be allowances um for people with one player. I don't think you I don't think it's fair. Um it's not even about fair. It just isn't accurate to say that that person's casual. Uh yeah. I I don't I don't find it to be an accurate summary. And I don't think to answer Rarus's question here. Yesterday we did a big talk about leveling for the new player and how, you know, and how that would uh um what that what that would entail. Um Leveling for the new player and what the, how it's going to be bad. I don't think solstice of heroes or moments of triumph are events designed for new players. If you literally just started playing, you don't you're not going to have a concern. I wouldn't think about moments of triumph and checking every box and getting all the things. Um, I, I that that seems a little uh, that seems a little bit of a mismatch. It's like they're not really in in line with. With those, the sentimentality of someone who's like, "I got to get everything, I got to get all the badges and all the titles and all the triumphs and all the colors," um, that's that's generally something that is 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 reserved for the you know the more dedicated. So now you could be a new player and you suddenly find yourself very very dedicated and you feel like this event doesn't really land on you or it's asking maybe too much of you or something. Um, I. I don't necessarily disagree with that, but I don't know if that's necessarily a criticism of the event. Like should the event be catering for some brand new player that has just decided they love Destiny uh and they can't get enough and then they feel like it's not really designed for them. Um you know, I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to look at the event and be like, "Yeah, they really need to consider, you know, n- you know, new players uh whenever they design something like this." Uh, that's just, that's not my, my concern. I take up for casuals and hardcores and new players, uh, you know, intermittently when I think it's right, when I think it's, when I think it's appropriate. Um, I'm trying to get at, like, a hardcore new to the event. Oh, oh, if you're a hardcore new to the event, well, again, I think what the event asks of you makes sense. The event essentially says, we're gonna celebrate year three, go do all this stuff. Little Never Survives the Race? Yes, I did. I just survived the first one. Um, you know, go go get all this stuff. I just got Fallen Repurposing. What on earth is that mod? Fallen Repurposing? I don't think I've ever seen that before. Destroying a Fallen Shield refreshes your grenade ability? Well, that's silly. Um so yeah if you're new I don't think it asks you to do anything that's not in line with the identity of the event I feel like the identity of the event just makes sense it's like go do go do this stuff it's all it's the whole it's the whole game you know it's the whole game basically two mods streamer loot for sure that's right that's right that's right I survived the first race too by the way Hunter says uh, what do you think of next year is switching to event to be SRL focused much love <laughs> I just man listen I know people really really want to see you know Solstice, uh I'm sorry Sparrow Racing League make a return I know you know I get it I, I don't have I don't have a dog in this fight anymore because if if Bungie, can somehow <laughs> if Bungie can somehow manage to get a team to build SRL and, and, and to bring it back and it doesn't pull away from the rest of the game, then I'm fine with it. I'm just always concerned about SRL having no depth, no real true longevity, it's not really tied to the game in any, any respect, and I feel like it takes a decent amount of time and, and, and size in the game because the courses have to be fairly large. If they're going to build areas that are that large, I would much rather it be something that's not SRL, right? right. I I really do. I really would much rather them build something that large and have it not be SRL. Because I I just I don't know. And I know I'm I know I'm arguing from opinion here. I know I'm arguing for opinion, but it, or, or, or from like the subjectivity of my own, my own preferences and what I like and what I don't like. But man, oh man, wouldn't you much rather have a new planet, new location, new activity like Prison of Elders, new loot grind? It's like you, you want them to build these big, giant. The courses are enormous. If you actually think about it, they're basically the size of planets. I mean, they're they're giant circles. You remember the plague lands? A Sparrow Racing course is essentially the size of one drive-through of the Plaguelands. You start at the beginning of the Plaguelands and do that full circle, that is essentially, that is essentially a, a, a Sparrow Racing League course. And I don't know, when, when I'm looking at PvE especially and I'm thinking of content loop, I just feel like there's so many other things they could invest in and Sparrow Racing League is kind of gimmicky. Um, and I know some people be like, "Well, they build things like the E A Z, and they build things like that was really unfair. They build things like, you know, the, the, the cursed uh, the haunted forest and the, the this forest and that forest. They have the two forests, you know, um, and you know, and people are like, oh, they build that, and it's like, yeah, those are relatively small. They're reusable. It's a content loop. There's combat. There's bosses. There's loot. You know." Sparrow Racing League is, is essentially a big giant location they have to build. And then what are you going to grind for in Sparrow Racing League? Do you want people grinding Sparrow Racing League for, for high stat roll armor? Do you want them grinding Sparrow Racing League for awesome guns? You know, I just, I don't know. I, I'm always any, time they're building something like that and I'm seeing that much work put into it. Well, I'm sorry, that much space put into it. I'm gonna say the same thing every time. It just doesn't feel worth it. It just doesn't feel worth it. It feels like a giant waste of bandwidth. You know our our favorite our favorite word. Uh, and listen, Luke Smith in that one interview made it sound like there there were there there's big there's big possibility that it would come back. He's like keep asking if you wanted to come back. He was like keep asking. Um. So. It certainly could come back. Rain the dark. With how Bungie handled the old armor and the glows not staying even when bought, I'm personally not confident in this event. What can Bungie do to ease those concerns? I mean, I feel like you have your answer in the in the in the in the, in the twab announcement about it. You know, they they already kind of said this is what it's gonna look like, this is this is how it's gonna work, um, you know, and you kind of you kind of already have your answer because they're doing they're doing ornaments this time. You don't have to buy each individual glow, and they're doing the you know they it's an it's an ornament set that you're buying. I think that's the right change. You know, I don't I don't think that I don't think they're doing anything that uh, is is out of step with um, what our feedback was. Our feedback was essentially. This is absurd. I have to buy each individual glow, and then it wasn't even an ornament. So, if I think the only thing they could do, in addition to what you're asking about, the other thing they could do is they could say, All right, those sets from last year are getting converted into ornaments for everybody that did them, if they had the ability to do that. Mike on the mic says, Yolono, do you think Bungie should make the requirements to upgrade the armor retroactive and account based? I mean, uh, this is a good question, but I think retroactive on stuff like this kind of defeats the purpose, you know, it's like, what's the, what's the point? What's the point? You, you basically then don't have to do, you, you, you'd be one of those guys. I'd be one of those guys. It doesn't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything. Everything's already done. Is there anything that they have listed that you would even have to do? So basically, it's a box checking simulator. You're like, seven wins, got it, gamut, got it, got it, got it, got it. You're just checking all the boxes. You know, it's not even an event if they do it that way. I understand. I understand why you're asking this question. It's like, I, you know, maybe you played trials those first couple of weeks and you haven't really gone back since and you don't feel like going back. And you're like, well, you know, this is this is kind of lame. Like I already I already did my trial stuff. I don't want to do trials again. You know? So so I definitely understand the intention behind the question, but it sort of invalidates the entire event. It wouldn't be an event for most people. So Train Last year uh, I put in over 100 hours into getting all the armor upgraded and Bungie disregarded the armor when armor 2 came out, 2.0 came out, feel like they don't respect the grind, what are your thoughts yeah we've already touched on this um, we've already touched on this we're gonna have a shorter Q&A for Solstice of Heroes and that's totally fine, I didn't expect this to be uber long, VIP call-ins will probably be short as well, that's totally fine it's not a super substantive discussion we're not even in, into the you know the event yet, just the announcement has been made I I think it's a fair request to number one to utter your complaint and to number two say you guys should really consider you know turning turning those those sets we got back then turning them into uh, ornaments for the people that did it so you could go back and wear those those sets I was not a huge fan of those sets Um, I I didn't think that they were there was something about them that I didn't like Um, I'm not sure what it was I think you know. I think there was th- th- some of them were okay. Um, it, it, I think it was more along the lines of like the maybe it was the glows. Yeah, and you could change them to the old and new versions. Oh, and yeah, you can't ornament them with anything else. Yeah, I don't know. I I think maybe they were too ornate. Somebody said you know too many ropes. Um, I actually don't think there were that many ropes. Sometimes I, could, I can't tell you why I don't like something I just don't like it like sometimes when you're looking at something like a pair a pair of shoes or a car and you're like I don't like it. I don't really know why I just don't like it. That's kind of how I feel about these solstice sets. I can't really put my finger on why I don't like it It feels it feels like something like from another game like something Victorian or it's too regal. look at the size of that rope too. It looks like a freaking boat. you're gonna go like tie a boat up on a dock or something. Um <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just something something's off. Something's off. Although the hood the hood for the the, the hood for the hunter is actually pretty nice. Uh persistent colors though you know, persistent colors, there's that blue, I just put Carminica on here I see no red, I see gold and a persistent blue, I think that's another thing that always just, just irritates people is when they don't feel like they can you know, personalize the gear and make it look how they want you know, I think that's another example um, so like, if you really like this Warlock set, it's actually not that bad slap Carminica on there okay, that actually looks pretty hot but, cause it made the rope it made the rope black, that's actually not bad but I definitely think if you look at this and you're not a if you if you're not a fan, uh, if you are not a fan of gold, then what are you going to do about this? You're just not going to wear it. You know what I mean? Oh, what's good, April? You're just not going to wear this. You're like, eh, no thanks. <laughs> It's all regal and ornate, and it looks like something that would be on a dummy in a museum. Like, yes, this was worn by Philip Eighth when he conquered such and such region of the world, and uh, he said he wore this because he wanted to be a shining beacon in the sun. And you're like, oh, that's very interesting. I don't want to put that on my my guardian. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't, there's something off about it. Now, again, that's all subjective. But I definitely think going forward, anytime they design armor like this, they 100% need to get rid of persistent colors. I I can't stand that. Like, oh, that looks pretty hot. Let me slap a shader on there. And you're like, oh, just kidding. Such and such color is always present. I I don't like that at all. I've never liked that. Oh, I actually have never gotten the bond from the shadow of judgment, the penumbral bond. I have never gotten that. What? where are the crown of sorrow bond i don't have it i don't have the leviathan prestige boots um and i'm slowly getting these from the dungeon i really like the dungeon too i do wait which set is this intrepid inquiry what are these oh those are like ornamental i was like what on earth what on what in the actual heck um yeah we should check my other characters for endgame yeah so my characters for endgame crown of sorrow I'm missing arms there's more prestige leviathan stuff that I'm missing Um, oh I got the full set there Uh, I'm always curious what pieces I don't have yet yeah the garden set helmet never got it for the titan yeah dude it's frustrating (laughs) looking like a transformer with this one Uh, with especially like the green visor yeah so, I think there's a handful of quality of life improvements they could make with respect to or, you know with ornamentation, cosmetics, and the way you decorate your character. Get rid of persistent colors, you know, if you're gonna do gold, that's fine. Maybe let the player decide. That could be a little checkbox, like maybe you slap a shader on there and you're like, no I want the gold to stay, but then you could check a box that said, you know, turn off persistent colors. Because sometimes you might feel like, no, I actually think the gold is necessary. I don't want the shader to override gold. Um, that could be a good way for people to feel like, hey, you know what? I, I, I'm going to slap this shader on here. I hate the gold. I love the gold. And then you just give them that, um, you know, you, you give them that option. So apparently the vehicle that, I'm, that I was using on my Titan has... It says something about a Titan. Where did you get that? What what are you? Oh, it's a vehicle. Arrowlight HW42. <laughs> Which vehicle is that? It says your your big Titan butt? I didn't realize that was in the game. What season is Arrow ArrowLight HW from? That's not is that the one? Oh, it's right here. Aerolite HW42. It says Marcus Wren says here. Try this one. It's got a low center of gravity, like you and your big Titan butt. <laughs> I've never seen that that uh, that flavor text before. That's funny, man. That's funny. It's not being mean. You do have low center of gravity as a Titan, dude. Pooty man. That's right. Look at my Titan. He's thick. I just think this is one of the best this is the best my titans probably ever looked dude, just like a thick mech monster and a nice big lion sparrow behind him, like if this guy came rolling up, you'd be be impressed you'd be like, oh dang, this guy's gonna save the day he's looking good Ashen Hollow so with the glows being universal ornaments, does that mean we have to use our base armor, meaning we can't apply the other Eververse ornaments or will the layer go over top like the Lux Warlock said no it's gonna it's gonna work like any ornament ashen like you're gonna come down here and it's literally gonna change the appearance of the armor the the ornaments don't go over top the ornamentation is literally i mean we call it an ornament but it's an armor set like right now my titan is a hundred percent ornamented here i'll put the chest piece on that's all those are all ornaments Truth be told, it's a it's an armor set. It's just it's just in the form of an ornament. It's an entire armor set with its own unique, you know, geometry, and it just functions as an ornament instead of a full instead of a full armor set. So I uh, I, I I'm not I don't I don't know why you would think you'd be getting anything else. Those ornament sets you're seeing on their website, it's like it's literally when you equip when you equip these ornaments that's what you're going to look like that now i think when you get the legendary set yes it's going to look like this but if you override that legendary set with an ornament it's not going to look like that anymore now obviously this set is identical to the ornamentation because the ornamentation adds the as the subclass glow but it's still I, it, there there is not a they're not going to like wrap you it's not like a skin Wow, that is a giant image. Why is it loading so slowly? Fuck, like I'm on dial-up. <laughs> Do you remember that? Like, click on a picture, you know? Like, yo, check out this picture, of this Corvette. My cousin sent it to me. You're like, all right, cool, and you click it. It's just like tick, 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 tick. tick. <laughs> so, I was wondering if I could make my Lux Warlock glow. No, 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 no. Th- th- this is it's not a glow. It's a, the armor set glows. And then you can make it look like that when you buy the the Eververse thing. So the set itself just comes with a with a built in intrinsic glow, right? Sorry, distorted. I didn't see what you said. They won't make those ornaments yet because that would de incentivize people to spend money on the new sets. Bad business move to make the old ones ornaments. Or they could they no. I don't think that would be a de-incentivization. I don't know. Lono, you're forgetting that we'll be able to make any armor a transmog set in a couple of seasons. Now, I, I'm i not forgetting that, and I think you potentially are overstating. They've not said any armor set. They've not said that. They could say, nope, it's gotta be only new armor, or only armor from this season forward. It cannot be any armor set. So, I, I think you're, you might be right, but you might also be accidentally overstating it we don't actually know how it's going to work they could limit it according to a certain time frame they might say like nope you can't transmog something from the collections they may limit it turning literally the entire game in you know into a potential uh, into a potential transmog every armor piece it, being a potential ornament I think is is, is is a tall order so I don't know if they're going to be like literally every single uh, every single piece I, that that's that may uh that may not happen so if um if if they're gonna do if they're gonna do events like this and they're gonna have like you know ornamentation and eververse ornaments and glows and stuff it does seem like this question from you know ashen a really really good decision uh, would be to let you put glows on any armor you know. Why would they tell us to save armor? Well, Greenside, they're telling you to save armor right now because they don't know what they're going to do. They actually said in this thing, they're right now in the planning stages. So when they're like, yeah, yeah, save your armor, it's because they have zero clue how it's going to work. I mean, to be fair, they're saying save your armor. Does that mean I should literally pull everything out of the collections and throw it into the vault so I have it? quote-unquote saved, like, I don't know. I wouldn't read too deep into them saying save your armor. I think save your armor is another indication that they have zero clue how this is going to end up, you know, panning out. Oh, that's the wrong mouse. Um, Corey Way says, have they ever talked about What they were doing with the previous Solstice sets. You think they might be able to ornament those with Transmog. Yeah, we've talked about this quite a bit this morning. You just might not have been here. I think they should turn them into uh, ornament sets for people that did it. I think they should do that at the end of the event or middle of the event. They could say, "Listen, anybody who did the solstice set last year, we're going to turn that set into an ornamental set." Here you go. I think that would be fair. Now, distorted Sama disagrees with me. He's like, "I don't think you know they're going to try and make money. It's going to de incentivize people." I don't agree with that because these sets are so different and these sets are really, really nice. I think the arm—I think the armor design team is getting even better. They're getting—they're getting better and better at designing the armor sets. Because when I look at these I look at these sets and then I look at what I'm wearing right now as a Titan and then I look at the Saint 14 ornaments from La- from Season of Dawn I think they're getting better and better at making armor look really really, you know, intricate involved and clean. I feel like as this as Destiny 2's life cycle has gone on, the team in charge of or ar- you know, armor design has gotten better and better at what they do. Um do you think any ornament design projects will be given to Microsoft Studios? Oh, I have no idea. I I, I have no idea. Um, th- I there's a lot of speculation about like what exactly their relationship with Microsoft is going to look like because you guys know I you know I've I've theorized a lot about this about Microsoft's involvement and Game Pass is just the beginning and I think there's more going on. Um, I I uh I I I don't want to go too far in, into like specifics. Like, oh yeah, they're gonna be helping to make models and armor. Like, that's just too specific to really know. I do think Microsoft could be uh, leaning in as a development partner and shouldering some development in some capacity. I don't know what capacity, um, because Bungie functions at their best when they have a development partner. Case in point would be High Moon Studios and Vicarious Visions. Those were times where they seemed to. Do very well with content, rhythm, and substance. Um, the Bungie art devs on Reddit said persistent colors are a technical issue that they sometimes can't avoid. Really, that's interesting. How would I would be really? I would love to see them explain that, like do a little breakdown video about why a why a, sometimes a color has to be persistent. I wonder if, if if we're gonna if we're gonna speculate as to what it might be. I wonder if it's when it's not a color, it's something else. If it's classified as something else, maybe that's why it persists. So an example would be this helmet. Is the gold not a color, but something else? Is it an actual object, right? Like the helmet's wrapped in a texture and then that texture gets recolored when I slap this shader on there. But the gold is not. It's almost like the gold is something else. That the gold is not a just a texture wrap. It's an object like attached to the helmet. It has to do with textures? Yeah, maybe when they do something metallic or shiny or maybe when they do something to it it can't just have a, a shader slapped on top of it. Um, it could be an overlaid texture object. A few weeks ago I posted Bungie's GDC talk from 2018. They broke down how they do their texturing and shader pipelines. Oh really? Well that, that maybe gives us a clue as to what's going on. I agree with your rebuttal somewhat, but for people, they'll have a better chance of making people choose the new set over the old one if they only have the new ones. The old set, they already have your money for. Yeah, I I, 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 I agree with that. I just don't... Here's, here's another side of it, uh, Distorted Sama. Here's another side of it. Somebody could say, well, if that's like winning goodwill, you know what I mean? You might win some goodwill with somebody and they're like, hey, they just turned that ornamental set... That I bought, you know, a year ago, they just turned it into an ornament. That's pretty nice. And then suddenly you feel like, you know what? They did right by me. I'm gonna buy this set too. You know, if they're gonna if they're gonna make these sets universal where I can always use them and take them with me all the time, you might win some goodwill with people to be like, yeah, that's not a bad deal. You know, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna buy the new ones. It could go both ways. I mean, I I find it hard to believe that somebody would get these glows. Like, look at this glow, okay? Look at this glow. Let me take the shader off. So look at these glows that are just like lights. It's just like an LED light on the helmet, alright? And then I want you to look at these glows and try to tell me that if they give you those old glows, you're going to be like, yeah, these are good enough. I'm not going to buy the Devil Horns, you know, Hellboy glow face, for my hunter. <laughs> these glows are really, really nice. They're, they're definitely stepping up their game. It reminds me of Age of Triumph a little bit. Like, they're bringing back some of that, like, really big, ornate, expressive armor. The cracks in this armor especially really reminds me of some of the stuff they did during Age of Triumph, uh, especially with, like, the King's Fall stuff. So, I don't know. I see where you're coming from, but I do think you'd you'd probably earn some goodwill with people, and I also think that these glows are a certain uh, step up from, from last year's glow. Um... So, to to you know, I think, I think these are noticeably uh, more involved and better. Uh, and I want them. I mean, I want them. I don't want to run a bunch of gambit when I look at these glows. I even like the white glow. I think the white glow is really, really clean, uh, personally. I think the white glow is really, really clean. Um, it's got a nice look to it. And the gold is more of a subdued, like, matte gold instead of, like, a super shiny gold. So I am, uh, I'm really enjoying uh, the art direction for this year. So All right, we're going to do VIP call-ins in just a second. If you're listening to this on uh, Spotify or Google Play or iTunes, any of the podcast platforms, you can find SNTR Presents on. You can go to SNTRPresents.com use the Patreon to become a a member of the community and get in Discord and get the perks. If you'd rather use YouTube, you can go to SayNoToRage.com that brings you to the YouTube and that enables you to click join, become a member and get all those perks. And if you want to do VIP stuff, we're about to do a VIP call-in where you can talk to me live on the air. There's also a VIP fight night tonight, Friday night. Uh, We're going to be playing some Fall Guys. Anybody can watch that stream, but VIPs get to jump in and play. As always, if you're listening or watching in the other locations, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the VIP call-in session that happened after my Solstice of Heroes video and Q&A session. If you're listening to this on Spotify or Google Play or iTunes. You can always catch this on uh, sayno2rage.com live if you'd like to be part of the discussions live. Say no to Rage.com. If you want to support me directly, there's a join button on my YouTube, or if you prefer Patreon, you can go to a differentcom It's sntrpresents.com. Everybody calling in today are VIPs. They've opted for just upgrading their, their support just a little bit, and it gives them some extra perks. And so we've got some people calling in that have actually never called in before. Well, we're going to start with a familiar voice and name. Rex has called in before. Uh, and we're, we're starting with Rex because he he's going to be uh, unable to talk in just a short while. So what do you got for me, Rexus?
1: Alright, there we go. I hope the background noise is not too obnoxious and I actually sound somewhat okay because on the train I have to wear a mask. So, here you go. Uh, okay. Real Hunter. <laughs> Alright. Uh, what A little thing that I'm bothered by is uh, I cannot wear... I, I always have to wear a helmet in Destiny. Why? My Guardian looks good. Why can I not... Pick the setting that i don't need my helmet outside of the tower either because <laughs> why no no none of the NPCs need one none of them need one why well do some I need one? saint For-
0: Saint fourteen and shacks have their helmet on I mean I hear I hear where you're coming from though I mean it's just a le- a level of personalization that some people might like um you know, they let you take it off of the menu or whatever. There was, I think there was a game, it might have been uh, I think it was Diablo, where you could say like, I don't want my helmet to be displayed um, and I think I would opt to that. I would opt for that because sometimes I'd get a great helmet with all the stats that I needed, but I thought it was ugly so I would disable it. And then they came out with Transmog and I was fine with it. I was like, yeah let's just do that. So you know, I I definitely understand where you're coming from. I mean, you know Shaq's insane 14, they leave theirs you know, their their helmets on um, Shax's head is the helmet <laughs> yeah so, I, you know, I, I'm never ever gonna, gonna make a video or a demand or a post about this, but I could certainly see Bungie saying, yeah, you know what, you can disable your helmet in combat um, it might get a little weird though for Crucible, because people do like to be able to see what you're wearing, and if you disable an exotic, I mean, I guess they would see the icon instead of the actual helmet, um, At this point, though, I I don't see them doing it. It it does seem like it's part of the game where you see a guardian and they're fully decked out in their armor, and if you want to see the more personal side of them, you'd have to go to the tower, you know, in order to see that.
1: Then at least, though, during cutscenes, put the helmet up, Or let me adjust the setting that during cutscenes there is no helmet because that always pulls me out of my character. I mean the fight is over, I'm just joining in somewhere like, yeah, it's really relaxed here, and I'm still in my full helmet and gear and having my weapon ready as the the other NPCs like, yeah, it's all fine here, don't worry. Like, can I just transmit it off? At least that. I'm not asking for a lot, I'm just asking. It always pulls me out of character. It always pulls me out when I see, when I can't see my face, when I can't see my reaction to something. Yeah. We don't get text from our Guardian. Our Guardian won't talk but at least give me some facial expressions or something. Just give me something, please.
0: It's Well, it's off in some cutscenes. I don't think it's consistent, though, because I remember being surprised by it was off in the cutscene where we were standing next to Cade Six's dead body and I was like, oh my gosh, my helmet's off. My guardian looks so stupid. And I'm pretty sure my helmet was off when the the enemy talked to us and said you know we're not your friend or your hero or whatever we're your salvation fairly certain it takes your helmet off for that scene uh but it is inconsistent there are some times where they show a cutscene and your helmet's on for for whatever reason um and i again I I hear where you're coming from you have a connection to what your character looks like I mean somebody even brought up they said you know Luke Smith said they're they're talking about maybe restructuring the character creator uh, and letting people go back in there maybe that'd be another reason to say hey you know I really like the way my guardian looks Um, you know let me let me show it in certain areas truth be told one of the reasons why I don't think they put a lot of emphasis on showing off our our faces is because there's so little customization options. You either look absurd and kind of weird, or everybody looks kind of samey. There's only so many combinations you can come up with, and that might be one of the reasons why they never wanted to make the Guardians' real face, you know, front and center so often. Um, and it, you know, and also if you're if you're looking at it from that perspective, the. Um, the, they set it to default, I think, a long time ago. I don't even remember where they did that, but I remember like you had to go in and turn it off uh, if you if you didn't want it on anymore. So,
1: yeah, the, that that's the other thing. I I mean, I, when I started up Destiny 2, it was like, oh yeah, I finally get to make a cool robot dude or lady or or or, or a weird glowy person. Like, like I, I know the lore behind, but the, like the first image with like cool glowy person, cool robot dude. And I'm looking through the customization and I've played many games in my life and I have never seen a game with less character customization than Destiny that has a personal character and not a character you actually jump into which already yeah. has a story and already wasn't pre made. That's I, I looked at this customization the customizations are cool but they need to be more if they it was it was pretty sad when I was, and and you can't turn the character's head, which uh, which bothers me a lot because that you can't see the back of your head and if you have a ponytail or something, you can't see how that looks. You can't see if there even is one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Some of this I I do think some of this is an import from a game that was in development. You know, it was meant to ship seven years ago, which means it was in development basically a decade ago. And I would think, you know, 10 years ago, when they were doing all these customization options, they were probably shooting for basic and stable, you know? They didn't want it to turn into, like... I'm trying to think of a game that really lets you adjust what you look like. I'm thinking like maybe Mass Effect would be the best example of a game that really goes crazy. And, you know, maybe they just decided that wasn't the direction they wanted to go because when they were building this 10 years ago, they didn't even know the kind of game they were building. I mean, that's clear in the fact that they had to delay it. They had to delay it for a year and piece it back together. So I think one of the last things they were considering was, you know, character customization depth like fallout or mass effect or skyrim or something and i i'm always the guy that's like man i spend a bunch of time doing that in the beginning but then i want to put dope armor on and i don't care anymore (laughs) you know like i don't know i've always been that way i spend all this time making myself look dope but then the first thing i want to do is slap on some cool armor or helmet or whatever that makes my guy look totally different now everybody's got different preferences so I, I'll concede the fact that like maybe they should just let you have it off the helmet off all the time, so then it's off in combat and cutscenes. But you're probably not going to get your way. Is uh, is where I'm going to land on it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I fear likely not. I feel so too. So, so I wish it would. So uh, yeah, some people are saying yeah, Black Desert Online is ridiculous. It's ludicrous, even if I'm allowed to say that. Uh, in ways of what you can customize and how detailed, but just a little bit more. And the other thing is, I, I'm always wondering, I, I'm playing an Exo, like with with humanoids, like like what are more humanoids, like uh, humans or uh, Awoken, mm-hmm. I can kind of picture how they would look. But I have no idea, honestly, how an Exo would look without the armor. I have no idea how my hands look until the gloves. I have no idea how the chest looks. I have no idea how my legs look. I don't even know what kind of feet my Exo has. Am I just a robot head slapped onto a suit of armor that is loaded up with air?
0: Well, you can get an idea if you go and talk to Banshee, I think. I mean, I think they've put... Um, they put exos in the game enough that you. I don't think Banshee's wearing any armor, is he? And I think you could see Cade's hands, um, to a certain extent. Um, I I get where you're coming from. I in in one respect, I I I just don't know if that's the game that they're shooting for. Like, I feel like sometimes we're we're wanting. Destiny scratches an itch that other games scratch, but then you're like, but I want to be able to do XYZ. I want gig-. an example I would give you is I want really, really big giant open spaces. Well, in my experience when I play games where there's these big giant open spaces, like in Elder Scrolls Online, or like when I play Defiance, there's a lack of you know... I don't know. There's a lack of sharpness and fidelity and, and crispness. And there's one thing that you know that the, the Bungie and the Destiny areas are always so amazing at. It's the, the 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 sense of this is a this is a real lush world. This thing feels alive. And some of these other games where the areas are so big, I feel like you lose that sense of it's alive and it's real and it looks really nice and real. You know, again, the fidelity is a little bit higher. You lose some of that. They have to turn a lot of that down because the render distances and the texture replication. You know, they're they're copy pasting textures on mountain walls and rock walls and stuff just to to, to keep server load and render load at, at a reasonable place. And so sometimes I wonder if we approach Destiny with a request that's just sort of like, that is great. That you know, that level of customization is great, but. I feel like Destiny leans into customization in a completely different way where the way that I look right now is just phenomenal. And if I go, if I go right now and I turn my helmet uh, to to be off in, in the tower... I, I don't know. I feel like I look ludicrous. I it, it's and I feel like my, my awoken titan looks pretty cool. He's got his hair he's got his hair kind of you know, slicked back, you know, and he has got like a decent look, but it's like this teeny little pea sized head on top of this gigantic body. I look like, you know, Mark Ruffalo in the in the Hulkbuster in the Avengers movie, like this teeny little head in this big giant suit. Um, I don't know. I I hear where you're coming from, but I just, I don't feel like these faces that we designed however many years ago, I don't really think they square with Bungie's philosophy for customization. I feel like the ornamentation and what I look like with this helmet or any other helmet or any other armor set, like, that's their goal for customization.
1: Yeah, I I know that is more wishful thinking, though the, the path with the, um, with having an option to... Et- Enable or disable my helmet. Always in every cutscene, would be. It would help put it more together and make it feel a bit more together.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move on because, right, because, yeah. Uh, yeah. I appreciate the call though, dude. You've always got good, uh, good things to say, Agent Atwood. I'm coming your way. If you are ready, Mister Agent Atwood, what do you have for me today?
2: Uh, I'm just kind of curious, just wanted to make it quick, but I was just wondering, of all the events in the game, which was personally your favorite? Mine would probably be Festival of the Lost.
0: Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, I'm trying to think, that's a good question. Um, why did you like Festival of the Lost so much?
2: Personally, because I've always had a great experience with Halloween, it's always been my favorite holiday, uh, my family's always been... You know, kind of a Halloween. They've always been the creepy sort, so I've always preferred Festival of the Lost because of all the mass, and the tower's always so decorated. And they've always mm-hmm. done it so much better than the Dawning. So I just kind of wanted to see what you thought. I
0: I'd have I I liked um, Festival of the Lost too. I think that the Haunted Forest was i actually probably would choose the same one and i don't think they ever really got the reward structure right for the haunted Force. i think it could have been better i think grinding for drops could have been dope instead of just getting the gun well and then they did let you grind for drops but like the best version of uh the best version of the what was it the the werewolf gun was the one they yeah. gave you all the potential rolls after weren't any good um but I like it because you could go in with the masks and the perks and it got really, really fun. Like, if as long as you stayed in the air, you were, like, invincible. Uh, and that dude's, like, swinging his axe. And what was the one that took us to the Verdant Forest? I like that one, too, uh, because that was the one where you could get, like, infinite shield throw with the Titan with the one build. Because there were certain things that activated in the Verdant Forest, like a really high melee generation uh, Revelry, yeah, 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 Revelry was dope too, I actually think that version of the forest might have been my favorite, cause you could just keep going, and then there was like the five chests, and the five boss, and th- those, uh, you could spam nades, I like spamming melee, it was literally an eternal, you ran Doomfang, and you ran the Revelry perk that gave you, uh, the increased... Uh, it might have been spamming nades, but it registers the, the the shield throw as a grenade throw, maybe. And you could just keep throwing the shield. It was really, really fun. Um, either of those I would pick. I think mainly the reason, though, is because the actual content loop and the activity is so enjoyable. That's why I pick it.
2: And see, so another thing is, you know, a lot of people may say the dawning because Christmas and all that. But I always felt that event was a really hard grind compared to the other events like you look at um festival of the lost and you know you do the haunted forest enough times you get candy easily but if you look at the dawning it was so hard to grind for the quest line and stuff that i believe that it just it wasn't enjoyable for me
0: yeah yeah i wonder if sometimes bungie's philosophy is that every event should feel a little bit different, so you will have a favorite. It, it would be kind of weird if they were super homogenized and they were all so similar that the only differences were the cosmetics. I'm, 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 I'm curious if th- that's part of the reason why, you know, Dawning, Festival of Lost, Souls of Heroes, Revelry—they all have a different feel and a different delivery, and that's probably why I would, I would wager to say I think, I think it was Seth Meyers was being interviewed about SNL and he said if you know if if one episode of Saturday night live ends and there was one skit that really got you laughing and two that you enjoyed that was a success to them they they didn't they didn't go they didn't set out to make every skit land on every person and i think there's probably a similar approach here that every event is not necessarily meant to land on every person the fact that you have a favorite and you have ones that you don't like as much I would wager to say that's probably a success in Bungie's book because they're they know that if you don't like it, someone else probably does and vice versa. So whenever you're in your favorite you know, you're in your favorite event, there are probably people that don't like it as much, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, and you know, I believe, you know, you look at events like Festival of the Lost and The Revelry and Crimson Days, they're very similar in how they're set up. And I believe that with the dawning you didn't know what made what. And I believe if they just made it... At least that one event... Like Festival of the Lost... But maybe like a Christmas... Um, forest maybe... Something like that. Maybe that would help... People like it more... Because it's similar to Halloween... You know... Because those are the two most popular holidays... And I think that would be... A great... Cash in... To make it similar to... Festival of the Lost... But Christmas.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I could agree with that. That's not bad. That's, that's pretty good feedback. So...
2: But that's just my opinion so
0: okay well thanks for calling in good thoughts I like thinking about the differences between all the events Uh thanks for calling in agent Atwood
2: anytime
0: dumb. Dumb. gonna come down to Mike on to Mike what do you got for me today sir
3: what's good man what's good Um. um let's see so I've got two questions really okay. quick Um. the first one It's about the solstice armor. So last year, you know, we did all the stuff, got the legendary set, glows, all that, right? Mm -hmm. And Bungie came out and said that, you know, it was going to be armor 2.0. So everyone was excited. Everybody grinded for it. Everything, right? The minute Shadowkeep came out, I think maybe two hours after it came out, Mm -hmm. I immediately deleted it. Like, I didn't need it. Didn't need it and I was upset about that cuz I, I put time in it, you know. Yeah. So, I'm looking at this event, this year's event, and everything kind of seems similar. Mm-hmm. So my question is, what's going to stop us from doing that again, like not using it? What's going to cuz I've got like I've got like two iron banner sets. I've got raid armor. I've got like I've got all these different armor pieces from like every season I've got like three or four armor pieces from every season. Yeah. You know. So I don't need another one. Like another one is is too much, honestly. I mean my vault's almost full right now. So what's gonna what's gonna make me wanna use that besides the glows, besides the cosmetic appeal?